Katie Daly. Welcome to Bluegrass Stories. Have you ever thought about starting a band? Ever thought about the potential problems bands encounter when they first get started? Things like, who makes the decisions? Do we hire outside management or take on the booking and publicity assignments ourselves? What are the steps to taking the band to the next level, both in pay and better venues? Tommy Marr, resident guitar player with Asheville's Fireside Collective, answers those questions and more in his talk with Howard Parker. A good place to start is always at the beginning. Okay, so uh, here chatting with uh, Tommy Marr of uh, Fireside Collective, and we're talking because uh, we're very interested in uh, the band's journey from being a, uh, a part-time regional band to their recent announcement, announcements of um, signing up with professional management and becoming a, a full-time touring band. But b- before we get into the, uh, the nitty-gritty of, of all of that, um, uh, Tommy, Resonator Guitar with Fireside Collective, can you, can you give us a little backstory on the band? Who's in the band and how long have you guys been together? Yeah, well, the, the band, the lineup consists of uh, myself on, on the Resonator and then Jesse, um, Iaquinto on the mandolin and uh, lead, lead, uh, lead vocals, and uh, Carson White on bass, and Joe Cicero on the acoustic guitar, and uh, our newest member, um, Alex Genova, on uh, the banjo. And we've been, this lineup has been, Alex joined about two years ago, um, but the band formed in 2014 um, with Jesse, Carson, and I. And then Joe on guitar shortly um, joined, you know, shortly after. So we we consider him a a founding member as well. (laughs) Started out probably like, I don't know, thousands of others, tens of thousands of other local regional bands, and you just started booking gigs locally? Is that how you guys got started? Yeah, I was actually the booking agent. Um, for In the beginning, I um, had just the ambition at the time um, and sort of the the you know the actual free time because Carson and Jesse were still working part-time jobs. So um, when I joined... The project in the very beginning, I uh, I learned how to how to book. I mean, I I read blogs online, um, watched YouTube videos, and uh, of course I asked the um, many 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 musicians in Asheville that were sort of you know beyond us at the time as far as where, where their careers were at, you know, for advice about a growing band, and all of them had really helpful. Um, you know, things to say, advice about how to write a booking email um, and, you know, how to word it and what to include in it. And I just learned from scratch how to write a booking inquiry to a talent buyer in a place you've never been (laughs) before. And and was that mostly locally or within the region, you know, within 100 miles of Asheville or 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 how how soon were you guys sort of reaching out from beyond your your local region? Well, in the very beginning, um, because um, the other guys were still working, we weren't able to take a lot of time off and go you know far away often. Plus, we didn't you know no one knew who we were, and we were barely known in the area. Um, Jesse had some some history in Asheville prior to the band, um, just from being in the bluegrass scene and. Um, so we were playing 
I would say like 80% of the time we were playing was in Asheville or in Western North Carolina at breweries, breweries that just wanted music, you know, on the weekends or, or, or something like that. You know, we did a residency at a brewery one time and um, we played every Friday and it was a lot of those types of shows where the audience is kind of built in and um, we were making a name for ourselves just by being um, so present in the Asheville area, even though there's, you know, hundreds of bands in this town. Um, we, we just kept, uh, you know, chipping away and, and getting attention. And then I would say that I think the first year we played, we only played, Jesse has all the numbers, but I, I it was like under 25 shows, I mean, for the whole year. And then the next year we um, started, you know, going using my resources in the Outer Banks where I, I spent a lot of time and, and the coast of North Carolina. So then we would start making farther treks. You know, we'd go to the coast, then we'd play Raleigh. So then we were getting North Carolina under our belt. And then one day we decided to try to do the television band competition in Colorado. And this was sort of a turning point in the band. And um, Telluride is a super prestigious bluegrass band competition um, in July. And it's all the way in, in western, you know, Colorado. And it's a call-in um, type type thing where you, you basically, they, get, they, they open the gates and you call in and the first callers um, get in. And so everyone's waiting every year, all these up-and-coming bands to, to try to get in. And um, so we, we made it in, actually, and they accepted our band. And so at that point, we were probably... I think that was our second year maybe together and um but still really early on and uh Joe wasn't even in the band at this point. So once we got that we you know it was like all right tell your ride competition in Colorado just happened. How are we going to get out to Colorado? Of course we're going to drive. We don't want to drive all the way there and not do anything. So then the next phase in the band's evolution was sort of um figuring out how to how to route a tour through the middle of the country where nobody knows who we were. And that was the, my next big step in, in learning how to book was, was, um, you know, sort of marketing the band to a place in Wichita, for example. (laughs) Um, and that was, uh, sort of the start of the, the, you know, breaking into the national, um, venues. So, so this is still all in year two, uh, basically of the band's development or year three. Yeah, 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 it's like like year 2 I want to say. It's been a while, but like it's 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 um it was still me doing uh all the booking pretty much and Jesse um as his work he started to, you know, kind of just work less at the Biltmore and um we um everyone still had a side job um except I don't think I was working at the time, but um so yeah, it was pretty early on still when we when we routed that tour out to Colorado and um it was more like a road trip with your friends. It was we we didn't even really care about making a ton of money nor did we expect to, but we played um I think we played Knoxville, Nashville, um St. Louis, Kansas City, Wichita, um the Front Range. We did some shows in the Front Range, Denver and whatnot. And then um, even played some shows routing through Colorado out to Telluride. I mean, Telluride's really, really far from, from, you know, the rest of Colorado, from the front range anyway. 
so it was yeah it was quite an experience to do that as a new band and then when we got home after it all was all said and done even though we didn't win the competition we were like well that was fun like let's do that again <laughs> and that's kind of how we kept going okay so leap leaping forward uh a couple of years and and let's say um and and i'm assuming uh maybe i shouldn't assume but either earlier this year or late late last year uh, you guys obviously um discovered a lot of success on on your own um but uh i don't know a light went off and and uh the culmination of whatever process you you guys use to make decisions um you're now part of a a uh, a team you uh by by reading your your recent announcements uh, you you have a label uh, of which we'll 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 mention a little bit later we'll mention everyone's name actually um you've got a uh, you have a general manager uh you've got an agent i'm assuming a a a booking agent um what 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 happened uh what what decisions uh, did you guys have to make uh, um in in order to develop this this team that you now have on board with you yeah those are that's a great question um when we were thinking about adding the first you know sort of outside entity to the band's team um a lot of the the other musicians that we had talked to that you know were seasoned and been through all the 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 years that you know we were we were just now experiencing at the time said booking agent first you know you got to get a booking agent first some bands say manager um and we took a lot of um we, we were hesitant we we had already kind of formulated a good system with jesse and i sort of um the 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 core um workers that were sort of determining the band's um trajectory at the time um we we just had a good thing going we we were uh, I had the booking down, and then Jesse at that point um, had, you know, eventually he quit his job at the Biltmore, and he was able to devote more time to helping me book, and also he was managing the finances and um, doing all sorts of, of other things. So we were like, man, we're, we're doing so good on our own. Like, why why would a band even give, give up one of these duties? And then, you know, of course, the percentage of their income to somebody that might not, you know, care as much about the band. And then we, 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 we learned, you know, that at some point there's a, there, there's a tier of venue and festival that, um, you know, we were just not being, um, they, they, they didn't respond to an email from a person in the band, even though I did not explicitly say in the booking emails that I was in the band. I kind of represented the band as a booking agent, but I never said I was in the band. Um, so, but, you know, there is, I think, a, um, uh, an advantage to having somebody represent and sort of vouch for the band. So when we decided that we were kind of, you know, trying to move out of the bars and the, um, the, you know, the, the background music sort of gigs to bigger stages, it became clear to us that, um, it, it was really important to have somebody represent us and vouch for us. And, even though I might know how to write a booking inquiry at that point, and we were doing really well, and uh, you know financially for a completely organic band, we were doing great. And um, two of the members, I think, were full time um, playing music. Carson was still delivering food, but a little bit. 
But um, that that happened, you know, uh, I think three and a half, maybe four years in. I, I, I forget now. I think closer to four. We had interest from um, a friend of ours um, that was working with a booking agency, and that was um, the first sort of step. You know, it was like a leap of faith. Like, okay, what can what can somebody outside of the band do for the band? Um, and and actually, his name is Brian. He was an awesome um, guy. He worked for us for a while, and he did. You know, he helped take us to that next platform. Um, so he knew a lot of talent buyers and festival promoters. So he would throw our name around to these festivals that we probably would not have garnered any attention from. And it really is uh, an element, uh, you know, that you can't deny in the music industry is about who you know. And that he, he helped us get into the some of those other markets that we were unable to get into on our own. And of course, you still have to back up with good music. It's not all about who you know, but it does help. And then, um, so Brian was the first sort of um, leap of faith that we took in putting our destiny or whatever, our careers, into someone else's hands and seeing what somebody could do. And uh, we learned a lot working with Brian, and he, he, he taught us a ton. Um, and that sort of started, of course, you know, the next phase of you know you, you of, of evolution after um you get that entity the booking down then you know you start building your team slowly and that's where we're at now is a you know a couple steps past that now um as you mentioned the the label and the management you know came after the booking right let me let, let me ask you at at the point where uh, where you uh uh, started working with Brian, your first agent. Can you give me? Can you swag a, a number of how many uh, um, how many shows you guys were doing uh, annually before you actually brought him on board? Yeah, I would say that um, the sort of the the, the peak um, amount that we played before we got um, a booking agent was. Man, I would say 150. I think was was sort of like the the average, um, anywhere between 120 to 150, 160. I think was like the 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 most. And those were, um, you know, inner inner band bookings. Where 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 they when when Brian when you brought Brian on board, were were there more shows or just better shows? There were there were better shows. Um, he, you know, we, we started to sort of focus on quality over quantity and, and, you know, it can get on, um, uh, get into your, you know, a, a band's moral, <laughs> you know, uh, sort of your morale, if you tour too much, um, in your health, especially, you know, they can take a beating. And if you're early on and, and you're experiencing, um, you know, a hard touring lifestyle and, and it's easy to get discouraged and we had done you know some pretty heavy touring and we're kind of like all right you know if this band's gonna last like we we need to start slimming off some of these you know gigs that we don't necessarily want or need and allowing you know the more important ones to sort of take precedent and he did just that honestly i mean we still had some some pretty rough routing and touring um but that's just part of it, you know. And yeah, so I would say better, better gigs, and and um, 
quality over quantity was starting to, you know, be the name of the game at that point. And and then uh, a few years went by, and uh, I think a few years, at least by by my own accounting, and you've made other changes. You 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 have a uh, you have a new booking agent, um, and and I and I'll mention the name. It's uh, uh, New Frontier Touring. Uh, John Everhart, I think, is is who you have a relationship with. And, uh, and, and, uh, and you also have a, a general manager right now, Mountain Songs Production, John Felty. Can, can you sort of um, differentiate between um, the, the agent and the management? Yeah, the, the booking agent um, is obviously uh, their main goal is to get you gigs and correspond with the band and um, figure out exactly um, what the band um, needs as far as how much do they want to tour, where where do they want to go. Um, of course, the booking agent has opinions based on their experience too, but when you first interact with a new agent, a lot of times they don't know your whole backstory. So they're, you know, you're working with them and, and telling them where your big markets are and, um, and they're, of course, trying to get your guarantees up at festivals. You know, there's an incentive for them to command more money for the band because they get a percentage. So they're in charge of getting the, the, the actual show, putting it up, you know, the, the, the dates on the band calendar. Um, that's, that's the booking agent. And the manager is, but they, they have a big picture, you know, thing, you know, that, that just really transcends... Uh, well, encapsulates the whole the whole business. Um, a good manager, anyway, and our manager uh, has a lot of experience in the music industry and um, has that big picture vision. And working with him has been awesome. But you know, th- things from like um, you know dress, uh, what you the, the the image you put off to the audience on stage, to um, advice on finances and and you know how to uh, advice on band dynamics, like. If a member is is feeling a certain way about another guy, but he doesn't know how to explain it to the, that person, and and you know, making sure all these things that that are just so integral in a in the longevity of a band, a, a, a manager, a good manager has, you know, the ability to um, listen to the band's needs and figure out how to make everyone in the band happy. And of course, they do also work with the booking agent and um, help in that way. But yeah, our, our management, it's almost like a father figure, you know, that we can all like sort of trust in and who, who guides us. And he, um, John Felty, I'm speaking of, he, and he believes in us. You know, he really, he, he, when, when we're not having a, a great, you know, weekend or something like that or times are tough, you know, he, he's like an inspirational um, figure and kind of helps guide us and stay on track so there's i i'd I'd assume that that uh most musicians um who uh at least have um thought about going full-time understand um, more of uh, the responsibilities of the agent although 
um, many, many of those people just may assume, well, I'm too busy to book. I'll just hire an agent and he'll do all my booking for me. And, I, and my assumption is, is that that is not the way <laughs> an, a, a real agent would, would, want to, uh, would want to hear from a band. Uh, but I'm curious, the, the decision to, to go to a, a, a manager, how, how, did, how did you guys reach, reach that conclusion? Um, I, if I remember correctly, um, we had played, John Felty also has a, um, a festival and a production company, um, Mountain Song, um, Productions, and we, uh, I, I might have the details blurred a little bit, but I know that we played his festival as a, um, an in-between band, you know, an in-between two big bands while they're setting up we did like a short, what's called a tweener set, um, and it was 15 minutes long. And uh, we got an awesome response, even though it was 15 minutes long. And um, I think he, he just took a notice of that. And um, they were not doing management, as, as far as I know at the time. And um, I think he, he kind of just saw that we were um, had a lot of potential, and we were hungry and driven, and we had already really laid a lot of groundwork um, already just within the band. And I think that is appealing, you know, when you're a manager or booking agent and you are thinking about um, taking on, uh, a, a, you know, a, a job like helping a band out, you, to see that that band has really already put in that time, it's, it's uh, encouraging. So I thought he, he saw that in us, that we were very driven. And um, he, now working with him, you know, it's a lot of things, um, that management does sort of have become clear to us. And we still manage ourselves within the band and make a lot of big decisions within the band. Um, you know, we, we have, we vote on things like that. And, um, there is definitely direction within the band still. It's not like when you hire a manager, all of a sudden this person is going to, you know, steer the band's trajectory in a different way. Some managers might, um, and that's not cool for a band like us that already put in so much work. We wanted somebody that saw what we were doing and could do it better, make it bigger, you know, and, and continue to encourage us in the path that we were already going and offer advice along the way. And that's exactly what John has been doing and has helped a lot. It depends on the, the personality of, um, of, of the person. And John just has a, such a, um, He's so confident and um, just, you know, very smart, intelligent, patient. And he was in a touring band for, I don't know, I think 15 years, you know, and they, they played all over. And um, and he just had this experience that, um, you know, we, we looked up to, to his experience and were, were interested in learning about um, – ways to, to, to function on a higher level and what to do. And there was some hesitancy, but it, 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 that's just natural. I think, you know, any, any move a band makes, especially with five, five human beings, you know, with different minds, different lives, all coming together on one decision and it affecting the career of all those people, you're going to be hesitant. And I think if a band ever, um, you know, if you didn't have that and you were just overly gung-ho or naive or you didn't do your homework or you don't know what type of person this person is you're getting involved with, then 
um, that could come back and, uh, you know, negative affect the band down the road. And I think it was good that we were hesitant with booking in the beginning and, good, and with management. And um, it's because, you know, we care about the what we've created and um, as, as a band. So going with, uh, uh, going with a, a manager, a band manager, who sounds to me uh, pr- pretty much like the band's human resources department, <laughs> if, you have, if you have a complaint. But going with, the, I mean, with, with was there a huge... Um, Oh my God! What what are we getting into? Uh, moment with the band, or or did it sort of all make sense to you at 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 the time? We, it was a very organic gra- uh, grassroots thing. So we we have been hesitant with having people on board, and um, I think that it says a lot about the people that we work with that uh, do trust these 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 entities and. Uh, love working with with everybody so far and you know there's going to be more decisions down the road this isn't like the end so uh the 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 bottom line is i I think is that uh the the band uh, even though you you uh, you have uh, we've discussed these two entities so far your your general manager and and your booking agent in, in spite of the fact that they are members of the team the band uh, ultimately has a relationship where you still retain the final word if you're not happy things don't get done you are still in control yeah yeah i think that's a pretty important um you know dynamic uh that must be respected and and sort of uh maintained throughout they the the booking agent and the manager of course um offer their insight about a particular gig or a particular you know decision to make within the band and um not all the time is it the same decision the band would make so we have to um you know weigh the options but ultimately it is sort of up to us in the end but um, we we totally um, want and respect the insight and advice from the agent and the manager. Um, we always consider those when we are making a decision. But yeah, I think ultimately it it is up to us. Um, anything that we do. And uh, we 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 hadn't mentioned this before, uh, uh, but. Uh uh, my assumption is by listening is that the band is basically a a democracy. Is that is that how you're managing yourselves internally? Yeah, yeah. And um, going back to management, you know, when we were forming an LLC, we we had that question: what should we? How should we set up the partnership? And um, we um, we like the idea of of everyone having um, equal say and. Of course, you know, there are people that have strong opinions about one thing or another, and um, maybe, you know, maybe they don't care or are, or are indifferent about another decision. So there's, there's you know, so many different um, combinations of, of, of energies within the band, but ultimately, you know, whether it's a what van should we get, you know, what and what, or should we purchase any of your monitors or should take this gig and whatever you know it, it all comes down everyone usually agrees on something um i can't think of anything that's like um where only one you know one person or two people have a say um r- literally I, I every decision you know everyone has to agree on and if you don't care about it and it's not a big deal to you 
then that member doesn't have to have a say, you know, if it's... Sure, and and did I understand, did, did you just say that uh, you've actually set up the band as an LLC? Yeah, yeah, that was a recent, um, a recent thing that we did that was just um, really advised. Now, uh, but you've got yet another member of of, uh, of your team. I note that um, uh, before signing up uh, with uh, um, uh, John and and John, that uh, the band successfully produced self produced uh, two albums. Uh, but now you you have a relationship. Uh, you've signed up with uh, Mountain Home Music. How did that uh, come to be? Yeah, that another big um, so. Just, you know, by the nature of, of us playing constantly in the area, our names started to get out. Um, and Todd Gilton, who's uh, works with grass band, Unspoken Tradition, and um, he approached us. Um, um, he offered um, um, a deal, you know, with us. He, they were interested in us. And, of course, they have a lot of great local acts on um, Mountain Home as well as some you know, national names, um, but um, we were just not ready, and I, I we, we didn't even know what it, it would entail, and um, hadn't really had a lot of time, just with the, being so busy on the road, to really sit down and, and talk amongst the band and the management about um, what a record label would even do for us at that point, and as we, you know, we let that simmer, a couple months go by, and, you know, we, we keep doing our thing, and torn again and Ty was expressed interest again and um, at that point we had um, just finished our the, the, the physical recording um, not not the mixing or mastering but just the recording of our most recent album which we haven't released yet um, and at that point I don't know it just felt it felt um, like like uh, we had we were still hesitant, but, you know, there was a point just talking with management where we were like, you know, we have to make this decision at some point, and what better way to be introduced to this new, you know, this is a new world for us is, is dealing with a record label. What better way than a low-pressure local label, and they are so knowledgeable about um, streaming and, and uh, all these parts of, of uh, the current music industry that we uh, neglected simply because we didn't have anyone in the band that really had the time to invest in Spotify or, you know, invest in all these other streaming entities as like a legitimate part of the business. And um, we were just so busy on the road and, and, and all the other millions of things that the band has to keep track of. And um, so the time was right. And they working with them so far, I've learned so much talking with them um, and, and the team there. John Weisberger is a part of that team over there, too. And he's an awesome songwriter. And they're all just great. They're, they're Mickey's the head. He's just this awesome guy. He's got so much knowledge. He's been in music for, I don't know, like 30 years, probably at least. And they all just um, are just really good, good human beings. Um, and, uh, you know, like good music, and a lot of them play music. Um, very unintentional, and um, I think we we just bonded really well after you know giving them a shot and going going and actually meeting them and being like, okay, these guys aren't like here to take advantage of us. They 
you know, they, they, they want to hear our questions and answer them truthfully. And I think it's time, you know, we, we think it's time as a band to, to make a move. Okay, so in, in, in addition to the uh, uh, backing up a little bit, uh, in, in addition to the label general manager and agent, and, uh, um, and of course, uh, the band's uh, primary responsibility is to, uh, <laughs> is to basically uh, be entertaining and play uh, great music and, uh, and put on great shows. But I'm assuming, are, are you guys, uh, the band itself, are, are you also... Um, uh, basically doing your own um, promotion and particularly social media presences yourselves? Yeah, we we are doing, I would say, the bulk. That's funny you ask me. I, I am responsible for the um, bulk of Facebook and Instagram um, and social media. And um, once in a while, we will hire somebody to create a graphic for a particular show, um, but that that whole world um, promotion, a lot of it is still in house. Of course, you know we just released a new single from the new album, and un, uh, under Mountain Home, they they released that. So they helped a lot with, um, you know, creating a little promo video, and they they give us you know a shout out on their web page and, and their listeners. Um, in Mountain Song Production, um, John has an email blast, you know, that he sends out to the thousands of subscribers, um, you know, on his mailing list. So, um, everyone, you know, has a little bit of, of say in the promotion and has, and helps, but the, the day to day social media stuff is all in band at this point. And, 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 and do you have a, a favorite platforms that, that you guys concentrate on? Um, Facebook and Instagram, just by just how relevant they they are, um, is the two that for an independent band, you know, that still does um, independent. This um, is the easiest, most user friendly ones, and um, I would say Facebook still has um, a, a, a broader reach. Um, Instagram just is like. It's it's so day to day, and of course, you know, people are have low attention spans these days, and it is cool to see, you know, a little snapshot of of the band backstage and stuff like that. But um, learning that it's you know the differences between the two is 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 kind of a uh, not a challenge. It's just like uh, it's just kind of a annoying, you know, and you'd rather be doing something else with your time. But it is important, and I've actually sort of learned. Um, you know, through talk, Jesse, who used to do the social media a lot, and um, of course the internet, learning from the internet, you know, how to approach the two platforms, and um, I've kind of made it fun now. You know, like I've I I actually, in a way, enjoy um, giving our fans um, sort of an inside look at the band, and you know, putting up cool pictures that, you know, they might not see backstage or us hanging out somewhere. And um, for Facebook, you know, it's, it's a little bit of that, but it's mostly about like, this upcoming show. You know, here's the ticket link for, you know, this festival in a month. Here's the graphic for that. You know, it's a lot more promotion for future events. And um, it seems like Instagram is more um, just more branding, you know, more this is the band and this is what we do and we're about 
And and streaming services. Do you guys stream any of your singles? And if so, which which platforms do you uh, do you prefer to use? Well, the the uh, newest single um, released through Mountain Home, "She Was an Angel," is um, the newest single of the album that we're gonna have out in twenty twenty, and that's available on um, Dora and um, Spotify, of course, and Apple Music, and um, there's probably more I'm forgetting, but they're they're it's out on all those things, and um, it's our our most recent album. Um, Life Between the Lines, which was back in 2017, that is also available um, on all those platforms. Um, I, I, per, you know, as a music listener, use Apple Music, um, but I am now becoming uh, aware through working with Mountain Home, um, really this whole world of Spotify, you know, it's just a giant um, monster in the music industry that is, is on, you just can't avoid the fact that it is, um, you know, so relevant now with the playlists and, you know, getting your, your song on a playlist is like a big deal now. And, uh, the revenue stream, you know, from, from Spotify, um, amounts to, you know, legitimate dollars. Um, if you can get those spins up and, um, so I would say that I, I do not use Spotify, but I am learning um, how to, you know, uh, use Spotify as a tool for the band. Um, and that really became apparent with working with Mountain Home, you know, that they're, they, one of the things that they wanted to do was get our Spotify streams up. You know, the singles are this other concept that I, I just wanted to deny, but it's actually a... a, a way it's trending right now you know like you release a single many singles in anticipation of a uh, of of the the album but the album at that point is just a, a collection of songs you know like you know the reality is uh that the singles game is sort of what is trending and what's happening right now with all the arts and even in bluegrass you know it's starting to spill over into into americana and folk music you release these singles <laughs> so you know Whatever, we'll we'll jump on board if that's what it is. I'm um, I'm wondering if if you could think of maybe two or three bullets or points that a if if I was a regional band and 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 I I had an inkling that maybe I wanted to do what Fireside Collective is. What what do you think two or three go no go points would would be? In other words, two two or three things that say yeah if we, if we meet all of these three criteria we should look into this or if we don't maybe we're just sort of fooling ourselves and we should just continue to be a pretty solid regional entity and continue to go on our own you have any thoughts on that if if your vision if where you see yourself as a musician or a band is to be on the road and 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 trying to make an impact on a national level or even you know if it's, you know, just uh, the, the neighboring states, you know, there's still a lot of traveling to be done just in our region. Um, but especially if you're doing the long hauls and you're on the road with, with, with uh, several different, you know, other human beings, is, is communication um, is just key. Like, especially if you want to stay together, you just have to figure out a way to 
be open with the other band members um, about your, you know the way you're feeling, or let it go. Learn how to let things go. Um, um, all the other things that we've talked about are are byproducts of the bands together. Like if, if if you get a manager and a booking agent right away, and you haven't really tested the waters with these other humans in this band that you're going to be spending a lot of time with, then no matter what that those entities do for the band, no matter how positive, if you can't get along with this person or talk to them about something, then you're not going to want to play music with them. You're not going to want to get up on stage. But for practical sense, you know, that being, I would say that that's just a base level um, thing that you have to agree on. But after that, I would say um, if, if, if all that's good is does the band want to tour and, um, you know, how far away, what's the family situation like, and those, those things determine what you want your booking agent to do. If you just hire a booking agent because you think you're ready for one, but you don't have any sort of feedback to give them, like, hey, we, we, we want to be on the road this amount, but we want the, this amount off because... But also, um, you know, I would say that uh, sitting down and, and as, like, a, I don't know, nerdy as this sounds, um, having a band vision, like, you know, about what the band sound is and, and having those discussions and those can change. But, like, um, you know, it's like a... Uh, uh, just communicating. I don't know. Just that, that just seems to be like the number one thing for me. All the other things that happen, like the booking agent and um, management and all that stuff, um, I think is, is a culmination of the organic process of, of five people, in this case, um, coming together and, and wanting the same ultimate goal, which is just to play music on a professional level and make a living doing it and talking about uh, ways you know to make the 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 band better and um, being a democracy and uh, you know just being being good people and you know it's it's not that cookie cutter uh, at all and every band is different and it, it, all those things that have happened to us happen at different points along a band's journey and no one is the same there's just no rule book for it and I feel like that is the one thing I can bestow if I could bestow any wisdom on another band is that there is just not a rule book there's no there's no textbook way to become um, you know a nationally touring act or wherever you see yourself every band's different and that's the beauty of being in a band and of making music Tommy uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, uh, to chatting with me That was Tommy Marr of Fireside Collective talking with Howard Parker about negotiating your way through the business of music. To find out more about Fireside Collective, their music, and their tour dates, visit www.firesidecollectiveband.com. And while you're there, be sure to listen to their latest single release, She Was an Angel. I'm Katie Daly. Thanks for listening to Bluegrass Stories. Other episodes are available on Apple and Google Podcast, soundcloud.com backslash bluegrassstories, facebook.com backslash bluegrassstories, and on katydaily.com. <laughs>